Shitty background, terrible for the photograph. I like this shitty. He's a great shitty. Um, wow. Uh, do you guys, did you do that elf, the shelf on the elf, elf shelf? No, that, that just adds an, a layer of complexity to the holidays that I'm not prepared to engage in. Wait, where did my coffee go is an even better question. That is a good question. Talk about your elf history. I don't have a bunch of an elf history. You know what? We looked into this a couple of years ago, and we have some friends that go all out, and they do these fucking dioramas every year of, like, the elf strangling somebody or the elf, like, stealing food. And, and I'm looking at this stuff, and I'm like, who, do, who the fuck has the time to do this? Like, who does this? Because yeah. all it does is serve to make, like, the people that don't have time to do that feel like absolute we shit. We feel like shit. I mean, we have... We don't go that crazy. Like, Oh, so you do it? Well, yeah. We do the very least <laughs> that you can do Why does it not surprise me that you do elf on the shelf? <laughs> well, look, it started about when Noah... My uh, 12-year-old, when he was just about born, it started to be really popular. All the parents were doing it, and we wanted to join the crowd in marketing. We call that bandwagon appeal. <laughs> yeah. Well. And uh, ever since, it's been this thing. Uh, but it's true. I mean, we do the absolute minimum. You, every night, basically, <laughs> it comes with this book. And it, it's the book is the story of why this creepy elf is stalking your children, right. basically. Uh-huh. And at the end of it, it says... Now you get to name your elf, and it gives the kids the rules. You can't touch it. You know, you can't touch the elf. Don't give it water after midnight. Yeah, or <laughs> yeah. else it'll kill you in your sleep. <laughs> Pretty much. And so each night, basically, the elf gets moved. It moves around, kind of stalking the children, making sure they're, um, you know, not doing anything, you know, untoward or something like, that, you know, against uh, Santa's wishes. And so we just have this one elf, and his name is Kevin, of course. And Kevin gets moved every... every uh-huh. <laughs> you should see the way Mike's looking at me. But <laughs> long story shorter than... And long story longer, uh, lots of families do have all of that crazy diorama crap. Not yeah. only that, some people have elves with brothers, sisters, uh, wives. Sometimes multiple elves appear. So like Mor- Mormon elves? Yeah, they just keep getting married. <laughs> Plural but, elf wives. But uh, Max was asking me this morning uh, about it. He goes, how come, you know, how come Kevin hasn't gotten married yet? <laughs> <laughs> I swear, this is the conversation I had this morning. So you got to get a lady elf in here? Well, I, he, he was asking me, where do the other elves come from? And I said, I don't know, Max, you're going to have to ask your health teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I cracked myself they, they, up. They come from Amazon, mostly. Yes. So, we, uh, well, so, I, so along those lines, I saw a funny elf on the shelf picture, and I don't know if it was in the dopey group or something, yeah. but it was basically uh, <laughs> an el- one elf bent over a thing and another elf pulling like ale beads out of its butt. And I'm like, oh, that looks- no, I, could, I could do that kind of elf on the shelf. <laughs> those are funny. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of funny elf stuff. Maybe so. not around my kids, though. It was an elf, on the, elf sh- on the shelf. It was the elf on the shelf kind of morning. And we're back. Welcome to Recovery in the Middle Ages, the podcast about two middle aged suburban dads in their pursuit of life, love, and recovery. I'm Nat X. And I'm Mike R. And boy, do we have a show for you today on RMA. It's the RMA Holiday Spectacular. 
Today we talk about holiday stuff. It's the Christmas time, <laughs> and we are just excited as hell. We're going to celebrate with you. We've got some uh, some voicemails from the Monsterverse. Oh yeah, we've got some Do tips, we ever. tricks, how to knock your noggin off your <laughs> eggnog, and how to knock the noggin. How to knock your, how to get your noggin <laughs> off. Get your noggin off this uh, season. Yeah. Well, welcome, welcome to the welcome. special holiday episode. Yes. Recovery in the Middle Ages. Welcome, welcome. We're going to be discussing the challenges and joys of navigating the holiday season and recovery. I love holiday challenges. <laughs> I mean, the holidays can be a difficult time, right? For those of us who are fighting the battle with the bottle. Yeah. Uh, there's increased social obligations, lots of potential triggers around. But you know what it can also be? It can also be a time for connection and for growth. So Agreed. Um, we're going we're gonna to give you some insights on how to prioritize your self-care, how to stay grounded. A little bit of a, a replay of our Thanksgiving episode, but not not really, not a retread. I wouldn't use the word retread, no, not at all. Um, no, there's different kind of things going on at the, you know, we also have the new year and it's, all, you know, it's a little bit different. It is different. Yeah, we also have five gifts to give to the person in recovery this Christmas. That's, yeah, you don't give people <laughs> gifts on Thanksgiving. No, right? no. Um, and I would like to, I would like to thank our new executive producer for this episode, which is GPT Chat. Yes. <laughs> Since all of these lists and everything were sourced from uh, yeah. artificial intelligence, yes, this- because none of my intelligence was, was effective this week. No, so. RMA is now uh, run by Skynet, <laughs> so get ready for that. Speaking of which, uh, Ben and I are starting to watch uh, the Terminator series. Nice. We, uh, we got through one, and uh, we made it through halfway through two last night. He's a little impatient with the, the pacing. Yeah, um, kids these days. Yeah. And- my kids, too. And of course, the special effects are always good for a laugh, as as yeah. are, as is like like Linda Hamilton's hairstyle and <laughs> all of the sort of '80s tropes that marched through the first one. I didn't realize it was from the first one was '84, and the second one wasn't until '91. Yeah, which, which is like a long kind of because you know you look at ha- Linda Hamilton as like this this you know sort of like. Um, you know, scaredy waitress in the first one. And the second one, she's like this ripped fucking... She's a grizzled you know, old yeah. like waitress what lady from like a know? truck stop who's uh, just ready to knock your block off. But if you ask me, those are great Christmas movies. Uh, I agree. <laughs> Die Hard is another one that comes up every year. Is it a Christmas movie? Isn't it a Christmas movie? Noah watched it with me and he agrees. Christmas movie. I don't know. Is there anything? I don't. I haven't watched it in years. Is there anything about Christmas in it? Yeah, we, it takes place during Christmas. Oh, then definitely a Christmas right? movie. Yeah, and it's kind of like there's a Christmas party that John McClane comes to to try and see his soon-to-be ex-wife, but she's got a new boy. You know, it's a great. You get, go out and watch Die Hard. And how does he get home from the Christmas party? Does he drive? Yes, he. I think he does drive. Hopefully, he didn't have anything and to is drink. Is it an office Christmas party? It is. So we need to talk about alcohol recovery in the workplace. Great. Yeah. Talking about sobriety, <laughs> improving it to your employer can be so difficult, especially if you're in an action movie in the in the 1990s. So when it's um, hardest, yeah. Our friends at Soberlink want to help. If you need a reliable way to present documented proof of sobriety to a boss or a loved one, mm-hmm. Soberlink can help. See, that's redo- redundant. Soberlink wants to help. Soberlink can help. I see what they were doing there. Did the AI write that, or this is... I don't know. Mm. Maybe Soberlink has an AI yeah. bot that does this for them. Most likely. I, although we just insulted the person who wrote the ad copy. I'm so sorry, Soberlink. <laughs> and who pays us. I'm so sorry. Can we <laughs> edit it? So, so, like, 
Silverlink is a high-tech portable breathalyzer system. It uses facial recognition technology to verify your identity. It has unique sensors to ensure that no other air sources are being used. And it sends results directly to your specified contacts. So there is no questioning whether or not you took the test and whether or not you altered the reporting. Now, while the Silverlink device does not show up on our five gifts to give the person in recovery this Hmm. Christmas list, Mm -hmm. maybe it should. Because when you think about, well, or not even just people in recovery, because now I don't know what this says about me as a parent, but I have an 18 year old, right? And he likes to go out and he doesn't have a driver's license yet, but his friends do. So he goes out and he does whatever 18 year olds do and then comes home stumbling through the door at some later hour. And um, his, he gets a ride from one of his friends. And I'm thinking to myself, is this kid that's driving him really sitting there with these guys for four hours and not touching anything? I don't believe it. I, I got to wonder. And so why not, like, if, if you're, say you have trust issues with your kid, why not give him a Soberlink device and say, blow into this fucking yeah. thing before you, before you turn the, the key in the ignition and drive your friends home. I want to see the facial recognition shit. I want you to blow in this thing. It would have to be a condition of like getting the car to begin yeah, with. Yeah, exactly, I feel like you, if right. you could set the precedent before you give the kid a car but I think or would, let him go somewhere. It would make the kids very angry, don't you think? They would be upset. Yeah. But I don't that know. would be upsetting to children. <laughs> they do not want to do that. Yeah. Especially um, if they're doing well. What what are the what does the FBI always say? Like you have nothing to fear if you're not yeah, doing anything wrong. Stick them up. <laughs> you know what? The, <laughs> Uh, anyway, Soberlink Remote's mm. alcohol monitoring system is considered the, the gold standard in the business. Um, and being in recovery from alcohol does not define the future of your career. Let Soberlink help. Learn more about Soberlink and request an exclusive $50 off promo code by visiting www.soberlink.com slash middle hyphen ages. Middle hyphen ages. And I, I'm excited to hear from one of the monsters I uh, reached out um, last week, I think, and heard the ads and um, said that he actually needed... To get Soberlink, it was asking Hey, that's for, some money for us. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, and good for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I'm very curious to hear if, it, if it's worked out. It involves the court, too, so it's tied up with the court, and I'm really curious to see how it works for him and, and if it works for him. Nothing sells products better than a court mandate. Yeah, well, to some of us, that's the only motivation that we need. Or it works. <laughs> the only motivation that's effective. Yeah, that's right. So here we are on the cusp of uh, of another Christmas. How yeah. did you celebrate Christmas recently at your church, maybe? Well, as some of you may know, uh, we do a pageant. I don't know. If, I think every church does some kind of pageant, some version of the Christmas story. Um, yeah, so like, this was ours. Yeah. So every year, you know, if you guys don't know, I'm a Sunday school teacher at a Presbyterian church. And I'm also a deacon there, and it's it's really... In addition to being a male gigolo on the weekends. You know, it's not one of those things where I'm like, I think, I'm, I don't know, I'm not very dogmatic in my approach to Christianity. It's an old church. I grew up there. Everyone there is like my family. It's, it's more fun than anything else. Um, I know most people wouldn't think that, but in any case, so we do this, you know, pageant, and uh, we didn't have a lot of kids this year. I don't know about uh, your church, but after the pandemic... We already had a small congregation, and after the pandemic, um, almost like less than half of the people like have returned since. Yep. And what that means is the kids didn't come back. Right. And we already were like almost too few children, so it started to come back. But we had to do this pageant, you know, just a matter of pride. So 
the Sunday school teachers and some of the other like people in the church decided that the adults would be in it with the remaining children, just so we could do it, you know? Yeah. And then kids still come to church. Maybe they could see us in the pageant and want to join, all of that stuff. So <laughs> the result of this was my son, Max, was one of the wise men, and then I was the other one, and my father was <laughs> the third. And we, you know, it was the three kings <laughs> and uh we well, did the march impressive costumes it I was very say. cool D- did they have to make those specially for you this year because they previously were worn by children or um that's a good question uh those hats have always been around so a lot <laughs> of the pageant like costumes they have have been there since i was a kid like i was in that pageant as a kid too so this is sort of yeah uh you know Wow, that's talking about a through line of uh, continuity. I was my so my son uh, Max did the march up the aisle, you know, gold I bring and that whole thing, Mm -hmm. and he hit with rhymes. Yeah, and um, that was my thing to sing when I was a kid. Now my voice cracked on the high note when I was about seven or eight. Yeah, and this was on tape somewhere. And my brother, after that, used to just play it back to me and make fun of me for ages. So I have this ingrained trauma over cracking a note as a kid. So now I got to come back and do it as an adult. Did you crack the note? I did not crack the note. You know why? Because this time I told Jessica, the accompanist, I need this in a performance key. We got to take it down a key. So I actually had them take it down a key so I could hit the notes. Wow. <laughs> and uh, it was so great, though. And I got so emotional. Like, I can't explain it, you know, because we come in through the back of the church and it's just like, I don't know. We've been through so much, you know, especially with COVID and just, you know, the store closing and all this craziness. And then mm. it, there was like a moment I looked back and there's my dad sitting there getting ready to like do his. <laughs> His line, and I'm looking up at uh, Noah. Uh, Max is walking up, and Noah, my oldest, was the narrator. Oh. So he's reading the narration, and then the cue that's for, you know, he gives the cue to Max. And, you know, it's just, I got emotional, and I thought to myself, how am I going to sing? You know, I'm about to, like, I was really getting tearing. I was really tearing up, but uh, I got through it. All and, right. Uh, it was just, it was so nice, and um, it was nice, you know, it was simple, and. Maybe, I don't know, 50 people saw it. It's a very small church. Uh, do, you, do you think you know. we have a, a visual that we can provide to the, to the community? I think there is a picture or two that I can, uh, okay. I can submit to the, uh, the Discord. So. The, the costumes are really, really well done. <laughs> they're pretty. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty good. If you want to see these, you know, go to patreon.com slash recovery in the Middle Ages. Join the Discord and you can see me looking ridiculous. But... Uh, it was a lot of fun. Do you guys do a pageant? I mean, when was the uh, last time your kids were doing that stuff? Listen, I, my kids were were not raised from cradle to uh, to where they are now in, in the Catholic Church. I see. It's a relatively recent thing, and um, even less so now that now that Jack has been confirmed and Ben got his uh, sacraments. So we've been kind of steering yeah, clear you, you... of the church. Yeah. Uh, I, I still I still tithe. <laughs> my, yes. you know, as long as you as, pay your bill, right? You know? Nobody's coming to the, you know, Father Tom's not coming to the front door <laughs> looking for me, or the <laughs> back door for that matter. You'd be like, yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> they would prefer um, the back. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, uh, so I don't really know what's going on over there. I mean, see, there was this. I, I don't know. I might have talked about this before. There was this controversy at the beginning of the of the um, the year for for catechism. You know, the kids. In Catholic, uh, who don't go to Catholic school have to go to catechism. They go once a week and they learn about the faith and so on at the church, right? Just like CCD. Yeah, CCD, okay? Uh, But this year, like right at the end of the summer, Father Tom 
um, sent this thing around where he he was sitting in the church and he noticed there were no kids there. And instead of like, you know, taking sort of a, a conciliatory like what let's solve this problem together approach, he basically blasted this email out to everybody in CCD whose kids were not at this particular mass that he was at saying that we were all going to hell. Oh. So uh, that created this stir in the community, and I think it probably had the opposite effect of what he intended because yeah. many people just left the parish entirely and went over to another we got Catholic new, parish. We, so. we got some new um, new members that came over. From the and Catholics? Helped, and they, yeah, and, and they... Wow. And as soon as they walked through the door, they we're like, that kid's 12. You're going to be in the pageant. You're <laughs> like, is someone, you join the church t- today, you're the star of the pageant yeah. tomorrow. So yeah, we're seeing some of that overflow. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I just it got me thinking about you know my relationship with uh, Catholicism, and not to get too deep on it, but you know I don't really believe any of that stuff. So you know I, I understand that this the, the the conceptualization of having church to be a social space as much as a religious space, but I can get my socialization elsewhere. I think the kids get their morality elsewhere. My son get, has religion class every day. You know, so I don't know. So I'm I'm on hiatus with well, my, with with the Catholic Church. If you Let's don't put it get that some, way. If you don't get something out of it, it's pointless. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I can sit there and go through the motions, and there are times when I like to sit in a sacred space, you yeah. know, and th- and that's cool. And they sort of reopen the old church, which is more of a sort of a medieval church as opposed to like the the postmodern post really, Vatican II crappy. I was married. Thing. I got married in that church. Did you really? Yes. Wow. Yes, I did. Wow. Well, my wife was Catholic, and it's so a we, nice church, it's, you know. It's really, and did you know John McEnroe got married to Tatum O'Neill there? I did know that. Yeah. I did know that, and it's also John Gotti Jr.'s parish. Yeah, he's a good. He used to be a customer yeah. of mine. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and um, who else showed up there? Some other famous people every once in a it's while. It's a but, very cool church. Um, very. It old is a cool church. Very old. Very sort of pre-Vatican II. Um, anyway. I don't know. Religion. Ha ha. Ha ha. Uh, so one good thing that came out of uh, Ben having COVID last week, I mean, he's fine now. Everybody's, nobody else caught it. We've been testing regularly, so yeah, don't yeah, panic that are, I'm sitting in your kitchen. You know, sneezing. Um, and... But one good thing that came out of this was that I, I got to blow off my holiday party at work, which is great. Um, even though a few years ago in my office, they decided that they were not going to have this holiday party at a restaurant where they were going to serve booze and all this other stuff because yeah. they didn't, because being a, an insurance company and being a bunch of lawyers, they, they finally got into their head that the liability of sending all of their um, employees off into the night after an open bar for four hours was perhaps not the most fiscally responsible thing they could do. Not a great idea. So they got rid of that and they replaced it with a lunch at the Hilton. Uh, so I, you know, <laughs> not a good reason for me to haul my cookies all the way to northern New Jersey, yeah. you know, even though, you know, I like my coworkers and I like to see them, but it got me out of that. You, on the other hand, actually volunteered to go to some sort of Christmas thing recently, right? At some fancy restaurant in Syasa. Oh, yeah, this was really interesting. Um, so it was basically Max, my eight-year-old, uh, is in this um, friend group. And which is like 12 other eight-year-old boys. Mm -hmm. And the moms, like, they hang out. It's completely different from Noah's friends. Like, we didn't have, he didn't have any group of friends like this. But for some reason, this happens to be a very friendly grade. And there's like all of these parents that want to hang out. And so we're always going along to these things. And so finally, 
the one of the dads was getting sick of the women going out all the time and said, <laughs> "I'm having a guy's night." You oh know? wow! So he went, you know, he went out on a limb because none of them like know each other that well. It's all kind of like new dads to town. Their kids are finally like hanging out, and so they're getting to know each other type right. of thing. It's all like new friends, so it's kind of just as an experiment to watch how people like interact, yeah. you know, in their forties when they've never met before type of thing, and. um so they invited me because I'm Max's dad. Max mm-hmm. is one of the, their friends, you know, in the group. And and uh, it was at this really fancy steak place. It was like a steak sushi place, which is a new thing where they have really great sushi and really great steak. And then they slap it together in one overpriced, you know, bar restaurant type of thing. Side note. Yep. That place. Mm, that used to be Boulder Creek. Before and then before it was famous. that, it was a place called Moonrakers. Oh, do you remember that in the I, 70s? I do know. I, I was born in the okay. 70s. So in the 70s at Moonrakers, there was a multiple homicide there one night after the kitchen really? was closed that was supposedly had something to do with drugs. You can look I it up. had no. Yeah. I wish I had known before yeah, I Because the mafia was in there really deep. No kidding. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Interesting. So, yeah. <laughs> but it was, you know, and these guys don't know me. I mean... We I've gone to some parent mixer things in the past, and um and I don't drink, and I don't know if anybody pays attention or noticed, but this time everybody was coming in. There's twelve of us. Mm. And I walked up to uh, you know the group of guys, and as soon as the last person got there, the guy who invited everyone, he's like, "What are you having?" He started handing out old fashions. Ooh, which yeah, is it's I just don't whiskey. Know, I don't know what it is. I've never had one. I used to just drink the whiskey out of the bottle. <laughs> right. Fuck the lemon like, what's peel. What's this glass? <laughs> Fuck. Give me the bottle. You know, so I was more of a drink out of the bottle guy. But in any case, he was handing out these old fashions, and like all the dads are like with their drink and everything. And he's like, oh, he goes, you're gonna have, you know, you want one? And I said, give me a Coke. And so I kind of got the weird sideways glance. But Were you I, the only one of the 12? Yes. Really? Yep. Wow. Usually you I know there's going to be at least one other. The, the one other from that group, the fireman, yeah. he didn't come. Oh, you think he skipped it for that reason? He, he's not a bougie steakhouse kind of guy. He's a fireman, you know. This he, is the guy we've talked about before yeah. who had a clearly he, had an issue and then sort of... He moved over to pot and he doesn't drink anymore. It's, as far as you know, is that still the case? Yeah. Like, good? Yeah. Good yep. for him. Yeah, and you could see the, the change in him is amazing. It's like his physique. Forget everything else. Yeah. Now he, he just, just wears tie-dyes, grew his hair out. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Listens to the dead all the time. Yeah, it's funny. Sometimes I catch him stoned at some of these parent things. You could just tell, you know? He's just sitting there. I'm like, hey, Joe. He's like, hey, I'm like, all right, man. <laughs> I'm glad you're not drinking. And wow, so you were the only one yeah. in this group of 12 dads yep. not drinking. And not only that, but they were not just drinking beer. They were drinking whiskey. Whiskey, wine, everything. Uh, then we get around the table and, ah, you know, and everyone's, oh, water for the table. And, like, everyone's, there's oysters and, you know, and I've got my, my Coca-Cola. and But nobody cared. I mean, yeah. and uh, I did make one comment. You know, the, the host guy and the guy to the right of me started Talking about, oh man, I can't drink like I used to, and like, oh, <laughs> oh man, I just I love drinking, but I hate the hangover. And I was like, I gotta say something. And I was like, yeah, I haven't had a hangover in five years. Crickets. Yeah, I was gonna say, Crickets. there's that like, because uh, everybody's immediately thinking about the hangover they're gonna have the next yeah, day. Yeah, and uh, I go, yeah, and then they look at me. I go, because well, I haven't had a drink in almost five years, and they're like, 
They just went back to what no, they were doing. No follow-up? Nobody asked that. Zero. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, but it was nice, you know, and they're, they're nice guys. I like them. They're, they're not like... Uh, it was funny. There was this proctologist a guy who was like one of the dads, and one of the other guys made some comment about, oh, you're the doctor. And he goes, I'm not a doctor. I'm a plumber, you know? <laughs> <laughs> guy was really funny, actually. That's a good like one. Cracking wise all night. But um, it was a good time. I'm glad I did it. Um, just because I don't know, it's a dad thing. I never do anything, you know. Yeah, I don't ever. ever so you had go a good out. time. I did. I think I had a good wow. time. I think I did, and I didn't drink. Let me ask you this. Yes. Was it a long night? Like, was it like did, were were people like did people carry on drinking after or? So okay, good question. Thank I'm, you. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so when I got there, a bunch of the dads met up at one of their houses. Okay. Because they're all everyone is a neighbor in this neighborhood, and they took an Uber. Uh, to um to the restaurant. Gloves are off. And I think most of the guys were going out after because since we all live in the same neighborhood, I was not drinking and I drove. I offered them I'm like I'm like, "Oh, you Ubered here? Can I give you a ride home?" Mm-hmm. And they were like, "No, no, no, we're, we're we're good." I'm like, "Okay." Oh, okay. So they're all going out to do yeah. more more a uh, little more damage. It's funny cuz I saw some of them the next day because <laughs> there was a basketball game for that for the second graders. Right. And they looked rough, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you made it." I I kind of love that roll the next day if I'm yeah. with people who are drinking, like I remember when I was with my uh my old in-laws uh over the summer uh, at the the lake house, and I you know I watched this guy drink sixteen beers over the course of like seven hours, and I saw him the next morning, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, that used to be me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, anybody going for a run? He's just like, fuck you. you know? It's funny. People ask me, do you miss it? You ever get that question? Yeah. Do you miss it? And folks, ladies, gentlemen, monsters, not even a little nope. bit. Do I miss drinking? I don't once look at somebody drinking at a restaurant with an old fat anything, and say, man, I wish that was me. Because people have this perception that sober people are just like seething. Yeah. They're like, man. I, I'd I, say in the beginning I was yeah. like that, though. Right. Like for the first 90-ish days. No? Definitely. Yeah. I was 100% like that. But, but you get you get through that first period, and yeah. then all of a sudden, every time you see a bunch of people shit-faced or hung yeah. over or whatever, it just reinforces the fact that you made the right decision Absolutely. In your life, you know? Yeah, so that doesn't last forever. You know, once you get where you know you're going you just don't care it's that freedom yeah uh and all of that so good times um was there something you wanted to say that you usually say and i know it might be a little late for that but you might as well say it because do i say things like that (laughs) (laughs) welcome to all the monksters listening stateside across the table right next door wait hold on (laughs) (laughs) did Did you lose it i lost it (laughs) Uh, Buckle up for your seats um, for comedy, mm, tragedy, intrigue, mystery, and so much more. I don't. Where can they find us, Mike? Damn it! You know, someplace you can't find us right now. Uh, MiddleAgesRecovery.com. Oh yeah, our website's down, guys. Um, we have reached out to our crack IT team in Bangalore, and they're, they're Bangalore. working on it. Well, I don't know, where, wherever the crack IT team is. Do you want to do it again? Let's try this again. Okay. Welcome to all the monksters listening stateside, around the world, down the street, across the table, and right next door. Welcome all. Settle in, buckle up, and get ready for excitement, tragedy, comedy, intrigue, and so much more. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I, I should have that lined up. 
So I'm going to actively encourage you not to go to our website for yeah. a while because apparently when you go there, it starts downloading some funky script onto your computer. <laughs> so yeah. that is like the last thing we want for you folks. Yeah. So I'm, don't do that. It's being worked on. I first reached out to my original designer and I said, what's going on? Please fix it. I'm begging you. You know, we had a, a mid-roll ad on Dopey that I wanted to have a website up for so people oh. could find us. And... um in any case, they never got back to me. I reached out to another guy. He didn't get back to me three days later. Finally, I just paid another guy <laughs> on Fiverr to just please look at this, fix it, and uh, it's being worked on. Okay. I'm so sorry. But you can still find us on Podbean um, and all the other ones. <laughs> Spotify. Spotify, YouTube, uh, Twitter. Yeah. Tweet us a twat. That's later. Yeah. Yeah. So are we moving on to the next section? Which one? Please, tell me we're moving on. We to are me. moving on. <laughs> okay uh what should we do next should we do some voicemails or should we do five gifts to give the person in recovery this christmas five gifts to listen to voicemails this year in recovery <laughs> so i guess we'll start with the five gifts okay because you're you're like a fucking magi right yeah just played one on tv i am a magi a wise guy you're a you're wise guy <laughs> So um, I don't know about if any of you out there have been messing around with GPT chat or know what GPT chat is or chat GPT, I think it's called. It is a uh, artificial intelligence piece of software that can do anything, really. If you ask it a question like write an essay or what did we ask it yesterday? Write a 90s rap song yeah, about, uh, about uh, a guy named, drugs. Yeah, about a guy named Nat who is uh, sober for five years or whatever, and it'll spit out five paragraphs and, yeah. and some of it is pretty good um maybe we'll post that particular um uh yeah, song up on the facebook and stuff. everybody's talking about it yeah all of the yuppie dads at that dinner were talking about it like it's the most amazing thing in the world it yeah. writes sales pitches it can write an nda for your uh your legal department or yeah, it's, yeah it's it's really amazing and and i have a confession to make and i'm and, and i hope i hope aaron's not listening this week <laughs> but she might because uh, it's christmas anyway so i get home from uh well ben gets home from from uh from school yesterday and he's got to write this speech oh um, no <laughs> for on diabetes for class on wednesday and you know what he has is okay and i'm like you know what let me ask gpt chat to come up with it so i asked gpt chat and i fold it into the stuff that he already has written and erin comes home and reads it she's like this is terrible <laughs> This is absolutely <laughs> awful. Like, how did this, you know, so I don't know. So it's really, That's it's not Ben's fault. It's not my fault. It's ChatGPT. It is. Fault. I blame ChatGPT. Yeah. So that is uh, very cool. Anyway, so I, so long story short or longer, I asked the ChatGPT to come up with five gifts to give the person in recovery this Christmas. And surprisingly, it had some very good suggestions. Really? Yeah. Okay. First one, a journal or a notebook which can be a useful tool for someone in recovery to reflect on their progress, write down their thoughts and feelings, and set goals for the future. Just like Stutz was saying. Yeah. That's, that's your... But that's a good... That's a very good one. Isn't that? Wait, GPT, that was his idea? The chatbot. No yeah. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Thank you, chatbot. So, uh, um, chatbot. Two, a self-care basket. This can include items like scented candles, bath and body products, or a cozy throw blanket to encourage your loved one to take time for themselves and practice self-care. Wait, this is from the robot? Yes. Is telling us to yes. do this? Okay. <laughs> okay. Interesting. 
I, I kind of like the idea of self-care because that's something that seems to be lost in the holidays. Sometimes people are running around hither and yon. They're focusing on um, staying sober, doing everything for everybody else. But you have to, for, you can't stretch yourself too thin. Like, like uh, <sighs> what was the old expression you used? Like butter on oh, it's too thin on the bread or something. I feel like butter scraped across too much toast. Yeah. That, that's from The Hobbit. Right. Mm. Uh, so don't forget some self-care. And maybe buy, go out and buy yourself a self-care basket. Yeah. Right? I need to care self. Okay. Number three, a gift card for a healthy activity. A healthy activity. Yeah. <laughs> this could, are my favorite kind. This could be a gym membership, a yoga or meditation class, or a massage or spa treatment to help your loved one prioritize their physical and mental well-being. What a thoughtful robot. <laughs> Isn't this? This, <laughs> this AI is fucking recovery nailed, man. You could have an AI sponsor if you wanted. Every day you That's could right. ask, like, I feel like drinking. What should I do? And it'll just spit out a bunch of AA bromides. Yeah. Like, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. I love it. Uh, suggestion number four, a book on recovery or self-improvement. All right. That was an easy one. There are many books available on topics such as addiction, recovery, and self-improvement that can provide inspiration and guidance for someone in recovery. All right. Okay. You could give this robot a KSAC right. already. And finally, my favorite, uh, a subscription to a sober-themed magazine or podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this could be a way for your loved one to stay connected to sober-themed content and stay motivated in their recovery journey. To that end, yeah. uh, we have a Patreon here at Recovery in the Middle Ages, and we've been kind of downplaying it because we took a bit of a break from the podcast, and we were sort of wandering around in the wilderness, wondering if we were ever going to come back and start making new episodes. But I think Nat and I are approaching this project with renewed vigor Yes, uh, You know, here as we slide into the holiday season. So we are going to keep the Patreon up. We're going to keep the Patreon active and we're yep. going to start producing more new content for the Patreon. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of fun. We, you know, there is still all this exclusive merch that, you know, you get when you sign up. It's very cool. And the discord is my favorite part um, to really get to know the monsters and to recover together. And it's been great. I, I kind of whined a little bit the other day about where is everybody? And everybody came <laughs> back. Came so back. Thank you guys. I, I did. <laughs> I miss seeing all the good morning uh, messages. So it's, it's a lot of fun guys. So uh, join us on there and there'll be some new video episodes when we get an interview and yeah. some exclusive uh, audio stuff. Working on a couple of, a couple of good guests yep. for, uh, for 2023. Uh, we haven't had an uh, interview in a while. I think Katie Lane was the last person, right? Katie Lane, and uh, that episode did really well, and that was a lot of fun. That's from, from the Sinclair uh, Method. And actually, one of the people that sent us a voicemail credits uh, our introduction to Katie Lane with her getting on Sinclair. And, no and, kidding. Yeah, so, oh, that's really great. Yeah, that is awesome, right? Um, yeah, so that is the five gifts to give the person in recovery this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Um, very so, cool. So, uh, I don't know if you want to do voicemails or if you want to do <laughs> GBT chat sourced things to do to stay sober over the holidays. Let's go things to do sober over the holidays, and then we can do a whole okay. second part of the show. Very of good. All of our Monkster okay. holiday greetings. So, and there's a very special voicemail. There is. That I, I want to get you ready for it. Okay. It's very exciting. It is exciting. Okay. All right. <laughs> So uh, you guys may remember, those of you who stay with us uh, from episode to episode, which is a surprising number considering the amount, <laughs> type of content we've been putting out lately, <laughs> um, uh, may remember that around Thanksgiving, we did a very similar episode, Things You Can Do to Stay Sober Over the Holiday Season, right? Mm -hmm. So this is similar 
Right. It's just that. more specific. And it's been sourced from uh, an artificial intelligence source. <laughs> this is your robot sponsor. I think right. you should think of this as your robot sponsor. Here yeah, we go. I mean, and all kidding aside, you know, there are people who are very uncomfortable talking to other people about uh, about sobriety and about issues like that. And, and if you're not ready for a real life sponsor, why don't you try a, ro- a robot sponsor? It couldn't be any worse than you being your own. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, or some of the, like this one guy. There was this guy on on Topia this week, and he's like a lot of people's sponsors. Let me just say that that so, guy. Yeah, Oy. he's one of these guys with thirty years in the program, and all you do get the cotton out of your ears, stick it in your mouth. Um, yeah, so <sighs> I, sometimes an AI sponsor could be miles better than the human sponsors <laughs> you find. This isn't an. AIAA sponsor. It's an AI sponsor. <laughs> it's alcoholic intelligence. Trademark. <laughs> Trademark. Uh, it's really good. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, a resource that actually I've been using uh, a lot. Uh, and they're not a sponsor, but they've become one of my favorite places to go every day is the Sober Together app. Yeah. Have you been using this as well? Every day. I'm shocked at how into this I am. Me too. (laughs) It is extremely addictive. It is an app, unfortunately not for Android yet, but they do have it for for um, iOS. And we've talked about it before. You go on there and you post a video, a check-in of the day, and there's usually a question of the day that you can answer. And then you can comment on other people's check-ins as they check in. Yeah, you, I think you get like two minutes is the max or something. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. So it's really just short. Um, yeah, check-ins. It feels like when I used to go to a meeting and just you check in and you see other people tell about their day or just say how they're doing that morning. And there's something just, you know, that's one of those things from the program that I really liked. And yeah. so this sort of, you know, approximates it's a, that. It's super cool because there's, you know, there's people from all over the world on there. There's yeah. like a lot of Australians Australia. that I, I really, uh, I, I really, good eye sober community. Appreci- appreciate those folks. Mm. Um, yeah. I'm, uh, this guy, Aaron from Australia is usually the first one to check in because it's like the afternoon in Australia when he's, does he say in. good day a lot? Uh, sober. he does indeed. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, a recent uh, guy that just got on is this young guy, uh, Marcelo from, uh, Argentina. And oh, he, yeah. I saw him uh, share yeah. a couple times. Uh, yeah, he's great. He's like, like in NA, and he's just shows like he spins his camera around, and you get to see how beautiful it yeah. is down there. I don't know, guys. Check it out. It's really worthwhile. And so that sort of dovetails into the thing that you can do to stay sober over the holidays that mm. your artificial intelligence sponsor recommends. Number one, uh, attend support group meetings. If you're in recovery, it's important to continue attending support group meetings during the holiday season. These meetings can provide a sense of community and offer a safe place to talk about any challenges you may be facing. It is great advice from the AI sponsor. Um, If you guys out there are involved in your local AA groups, you know that during the holidays, at least around here, they do like these 24-hour marathon. uh, Anytime there's a big holiday, and I, I recommend, even if you guys don't go to AA or NA, if you need some like support on Christmas or on you know any holiday, most of the time there are twenty four hour meetings. Like they do one every hour. Yeah, um, and that's really great. So that that is very good advice. You know, seek out meetings. You know, even if it's on Christmas or support, it's everywhere. You know, if you need a little support from the RMA community, you can always reach out to us and. Uh you know, one of us will 
we'll get back to you. Um, if you're on a, if you're on Patreon and you're on the Discord, you know, there's usually somebody lurking around in there. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, and um, you know, send us a, a private message. Also. Yeah, you don't have to be alone. You know, the great Rhina has been reaching out yes. recently, and um, I haven't gotten permission to share what he's going through right now, but. Um, suffice it to say, he's doing really great, um, and he's making some moves. Making some moves. Making some, some moves. positive moves. So positive feel good direction. about uh, uh, Rhino's uh, on the right track. Uh, AI sponsor recommendation number two, and mm. we've already touched on this, uh, practice self-care. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're getting enough sleep, that you're yeah. eating well, and engaging in activities that bring you joy and relaxation. That's very good, AI yes, sponsor. Yes, So don't forget... Don't let your meditation or your physical fitness activities get subsumed by your uh, commitments that you have in other areas of your life. Take care of yourself. Um, it's not selfish. It's like you're just reinforcing your self-worth. You're reinforcing the fact that you are a person worthy of love and care, mm. regardless of what's swirling around in the world around you. Uh, number three, plan ahead. We talked about this a lot over Thanksgiving. If you know you're going to be in situations where alcohol will be present, come up with a plan for how you handle it. Stay Bring on. a non-alcoholic drink. Leave early. Find a supportive friend. Stay on the mic. Oh, am I? Yes. Wow. You faded. You started to. Sorry. That's okay. Seek out sober <laughs> activities. <laughs> what is a sober activity? Holiday events or activities that do not involve alcohol. Are there any? I don't think there are any. <laughs> um, well, actually, he says volunteering, okay, attending holiday concerts or plays, or yep. participating in sober holiday celebrations. See, We're so there are that. a couple, right? Right, like the uh, the pageant. You can go the soup kitchen thing. I like or volunteering. Mm-hmm. There's always opportunities. Sometimes they're turning away volunteers during the holidays. Yeah, I had that experience. Yeah. I was told not that my <laughs> services were not needed. We have an, enough self-righteous you know, people coming here on one day a year, right? There's Thank nothing you. worse that, than being turned away as a volunteer in a soup kitchen on Christmas. We, we don't even want your help. Just go. Yes. So great, great advice. And number five, we already covered in number one, seek support. If you're struggling with your recovery during the holiday season, reach out to a trusted friend, family member, or podcast host for support. Or podcast no, host. Or therapist for support. Uh yeah, remember we're not therapists. We can't really do anything other than say we we know what you're going through, and you know, um, you're not alone. There are people who care about your well being, and they're willing to help. I like this. Is all chat? Just this is AI. This Thank is, you. Yeah, alcoholic. Now, intelligence sponsor. It's it's a little redundant, um, and I feel like humans still are doing a better job giving advice for recovery. I don't know. This is pretty good. <laughs> I think I've, still, I've heard worse advice in AA. I mean, to yeah. be honest. Well, yeah, absolutely. But you know, <laughs> uh, maybe stick to the AI. You know. All right. Uh, so we are going to. Uh, you know what? Let's take a quick break. Okay. And come back after these words. We'll be right back after those words. And we're back. We are back. So uh, we're going to move into the next segment of our show. Yeah, if you guys be 
hotline thing. Yeah, RMA hotline. Call now. Call now. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. It's just... Uh, Dial 516-888-6297. Yeah. Operators are standing by. I think we both finally memorized that number. It only took like a year and a half. <laughs> is that the right number? That, is the, that is the correct number. So we gave out the number for the holiday greetings, and I was really surprised at the... At the participation, we got a bunch of voicemails wishing the Monsterverse a happy, safe, and um, sober holiday. Yeah. Um, and so thank you guys for reaching out and uh, leaving these voicemails. So we're going to play them. Did we just pick the best ones, or are we just going to play most of them? We're going to play most, if not all of them. Gotcha. Okay. Um, we really had to put a... Uh I mean, I get it's not an easy thing to like call a, a number and like talk about something that's very personal, right? You know, um, so I really put the hard press this year. Uh, lots of uh, ads out there for people to call. Yeah. So I was I was pleased that we got the the response that we did. Um, what's a good like direct mail response rate? Like when you send out direct, it's like one percent. Oh or 2%. no, direct mail it's like point zero one zero. Like it's it's not. So I think we probably hit that. That target for direct mail, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, uh, that's why you have to send out ten million pieces. So the first, uh, the first voicemail we're going to play is somebody that you may be familiar with from another podcast. Hmm. Yes. We should got... we tell them who it is, or should we no, let them introduce themselves? Yes. Okay. All right. Here we go. Hello, monksters, listeners of Recovery in the Middle Ages podcast. My name is Dave. I host the Dopey Podcast. And I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, festive Diwali, and a Happy New Year. Recovery is not easy, but we we do it together. We just keep it going. And um, I cannot wait to come back on Recovery in the Middle Ages, and now I have to clean my kitchen. So rejoice. And also, let's say, take a moment of silence for the great Terry Hall, who died today. Of the specials, who I love. I'm sad he's gone. Mm-hmm. So, Merry Christmas. Oh, here's my moment of silence. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Diwali. Kwanzaa. Whatever you're into, we, we support you. Stay strong and fucking doodles for Chris. Hey. All right. That was really nice, Dave. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for calling, um, Dave. I like I like how he includes Diwali in his greeting. Because <laughs> I sometimes think I should include it as... You know, there are more and more um, people who celebrate Diwali now locally here. Uh, if if you don't know, Diwali is um, an Indian or is it a Hindi holiday? <laughs> it's a festival of light. It's several days. It's usually the reason I know what Diwali is is because my uh, contractors who work on my marketing and websites are all celebrating it. Ah. And so when they vanish for a week, that's why I thought it was Diwali when none of our web designers. That's no, the other back. festival of lights. It's Hanukkah, right? Hanukkah, but Diwali also is is about light. It is. It's yeah. a festival. But I thought Diwali is like a couple months ago. I, I get it might be. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know, maybe that was a different. No, you know what it was? That was holy with the colors. We throw the oh, color yeah. stuff. So have, why do the Indians have such better religious festivals? They have better everything. Better food. The food is better cool. outfits. So thank you, thank you, Dave. Uh, very, uh, very cool. And uh, moving on, we've got several monsters calling in. Yes. Okay. Okay. Here's another one. 
Hello, Mike, Nat, and all the merry monsters. Uh, this is Luke. I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah. Um, I'm proud to say I'm coming up on my one-year anniversary of sobriety. Um, I want to say 2022 has been a fantastic year for me and that it's changed my relationship with alcohol 100%, and uh, it's no longer controlling and taking me in the wrong direction. Uh, this podcast has been a, a real foundational piece of it. Um, I know it's not supposed to be the entire piece of it, so I do have a loving family and accountability and control elsewhere, but this podcast is fantastic. And what I love about it the most is that it's, um, it's about progress. You know, it's not about perfection. Uh, and um, I think that this whole um, support model of understanding and care regardless of how each and every day transpires, is the one that motivates me to come back and listen. And um, I'll leave it at that. Have a great uh, New Year's and uh, all the best to the Merry Monsters and, and certainly Mike and Nat. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah. Wow. All the best in Merry Monsters. I feel like that's got to be an official <laughs> Monster holiday greeting. Yeah, maybe on the next round of shirts. All the best in Merry Monsters. Thank yeah. you, Luke. I, Luke's calling in is really special to me because Luke and I go way, way back to the Bronx days. Oh, and wow. Luke knew me when I was addicted to everything. <laughs> and, uh, and somehow we still have uh, a relationship <laughs> all these years later. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he'd reached out to me when he was looking to get uh, sober uh, over a year or about a year ago. I remember now. you telling yeah. us that on the show. It's so cool. Now. Yeah, He's so a- thanks, Luke, and, and keep on keeping on, man. And it's it's really great to to be sort of back in touch with you after all, all those years. Yes, thank you, Luke. And, uh, okay. And we have more. We have more. Hey, Mike and Nat. Hey, everybody. It's Julie. Um, just calling to say hello and happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Um, I wish I had some wonderful advice to to give everyone in this fantastic community, but I'm continuing to struggle every day. Um, but I'm never giving up, ever. And the more I try, the more I work at this, and I am making progress, I am, but the more I work at it, the more I realize I really need to connect with other people to make it work. And I have to say, the, the second I heard Nat's voice on the Annie Gray show and I heard about your podcast, I knew that that was a place um, that was just a, a wonderful, safe, loving place to be. And it's really made a huge difference in my life. And I just wanted to say you guys are just a great, great Christmas present for me this year. I really feel like I have somebody um, who knows what I'm going through and who's a great listener. Um, and you guys say a lot of uh, <laughs> incredibly wonderful and hilarious things, and you make me laugh, um, and you make me try every single day. And everyone else who's a part of this community helps make me try every single day. Um, so... I'm grateful for you all, and I wish you all peace. 
a lot of peace and a lot of comfort and a lot of love. And let's all stick together, okay, guys? Happy holidays and happy new year. Thanks. Wow. Bye. Awesome. I'm getting te- I'm getting misty eyed. Julie, thank you so much for for saying all that. I mean, that's all I ever want. <laughs> like when I went on the Annie Gray show, that's a hundred percent what I was hoping for. So thank you. What? Just like that someone like Julie would hear oh, it. Yeah. And like feel like that's a place I can go for support, you know? And uh so that's really awesome. And uh thank you for tearing me up on our holiday show. Stick I with really it, really Julie, because... Yeah, don't give up. You know, uh, the, the ones that stick with it are the ones that get it eventually. And if you give up, you'll never get it. Yeah, it's... Um, and you've got the right attitude. You know, maybe it's not all happening for you yet. and But you feel it. I can hear it in your voice. You know. Absolutely. You never give up. And, and I love I love that you said you wish us peace. I think that is... a. That's that's exactly what what we all need. Yes. So thank you, Julie. Thanks, Julie. And on to the next. The next. The next. Now, <laughs> if I was a legitimate podcast host, I would have gone through these, written everyone's name down, and of introduced course. them by name. But I'm I'm right. I just do this part time. Yeah, right. <laughs> schlocky, hacky, and all the best. All right. <laughs> hey, Mike. Hey, Nat. Um, I just wanted to call and offer my uh my thoughts uh on uh on drinking and recovery um it's been a year and 11 months and things have changed a lot um i came from a place that i didn't know i could come back from to be honest uh it hasn't been easy but it's been so worth it and I just want to say to anyone out there listening, especially to those of you who might be kind of lurking in the shadows, so to speak, that you can do this. Recovery is possible, and your life can look a hell of a lot different. Uh, I love the show, and it's really helped me uh, change my ways and see things in a different way. And I'm really thankful for it. And I'm thankful for uh, everyone who's out there trying to do their best. And uh, I just got to say Godspeed to everyone. And uh, I wish everyone the best of luck. All right. Thank you so much. And you don't have the name on that? It sounded like Ryan. Thank you, anonymous I think that RMA was, listener. Well, because I could hear a Chicago accent, maybe. Any case, yeah. Thank you so much. I'm sorry that my uh, my co-host completely dropped the ball. Listen, if the people don't leave their names. How am I supposed to come up with a name? I don't know. That's a good point. How could you? But thank you so much. That's another one. My suspicion is that it's someone from Chicago. I don't know. I, I, I hate to like put that on this person. Maybe they're from somebody somewhere else. You think? Maybe they're just. I know what their area code is, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna drop it because if they didn't leave their name, maybe it's because they want anonymity. Good point. I forgot anonymity. We did promise anonymity. We did. So, we are not calling whoever that was out. Thank you for calling. Yes, I like that. Those of you who are lurking in the shadows, yes, listening to recovery podcasts and thinking about whether or not you should take the step, lurk no more. Take the step. Take it. Your life will get better. I, I promise. Moving right along. And we have another one. This is uh, this is Charlie. All right. All right. Charlie. 
Charlie bit me. Charlie. Do you remember that? No. From, it's the, the nascent days of, of YouTube. It was the first big I viral video. I don't remember that. Charlie one. bit me. <laughs> and it really hurts. Google it. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. This is Charlie, a.k.a. Wharf Dad. I want to wish all the monsters out there a happy Festivus. Yes. Warning, I'm going to spend my three minutes airing grievances about Elon Musk. <laughs> like Frank Constanza <laughs> said, as I rain blows upon him, I realize there had to be another way. So seriously, I really want to say I appreciate RMA and miss you so much during your breaks this last year. I'm also a Gen Xer trying to navigate parenting and career while staying sober. I really love the show because while you guys are skeptical about mainstream recovery models, you are not hostile to the 12 steps either. Where else can I get a pod where all the hosts, both like Martin Sexton and the Grateful Dead, drink kombucha, and specialize in dad jokes. <laughs> I hope you're able to keep making the show despite it being so much hard work because I am one audience member that really gets a lot of help from it. Merry Christmas, and for the record, this was not scripted by chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> Very apropos. That's awesome. Uh, thanks, Charlie. Yeah. Oh, I miss seeing these guys at those meetings. We, we used to do these recovery meetings. Hopefully, we'll bring it back. So thank you so much for calling in. And uh, yeah, hey, we love doing it, too. And um, I'm it's glad we're, we're back to it. I feel like we need to source better dad jokes. Yes, we though, do. Because we've been... Uh, I know a place we can get dad jokes. Yeah. Chad GPT. I know. I was <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was thinking about doing some, Googling some, or chatting some. Hmm. Um, okay, so this is... Thank you, Charlie. Okay. Dad of the Wharf. Is it Wharf Dad like Wharf from Star Trek? No, Wharf. I'm just kidding. Okay, it was a horrible joke. Do you want me to explain the origin of the name? There's the, this, the there's Wharf a... Dogs, the Wharf, <laughs> the Wharf Dad, the Wharf. Yeah, it's something. The with Wharf the gr- Rats. Wharf Rats. Okay. Thank you. The Thank Wharf you. Rats. Nothing to do with Star their, Trek. They take their right. their existence from a, a Grateful Dead song called Wharf Rat, which tells the story about a man who is an alcoholic, penniless guy who's down by the river, oh. and his name is August West. So that's when. People introduce themselves who are wharf rats. They say they're a friend of August West. I see. Okay. You should listen to the song. It's a very good song. I, I will. Thank you. I will put a link in the show notes. All right. I'm just making myself work. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Here we go. Here's another one. Hey, Mike and Matt. Happy holidays. Um, thanks for all you do. I'm so glad the show is back regularly. Um I just want to tell you thank you because this year, thanks to your episode with Katie Lane, I'm trying the Sinclair method and so far it's going really well. Um, while I was looking for a provider, I bumped into a few people who were kind of judgmental about it, didn't understand, and um, the same courage, I would just think back to all the episodes you guys have done where you've talked about how much medication-assisted treatment just makes a lot of sense and how this is a science issue and not a moral issue. So that really helped me. So thanks for all you do. Bye. Thank you. That's so cool. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I'm so glad you got... That um, you 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 were you were get on the um. That's really great. I always like it's another thing. This is like all of my Christmas holiday wishes are coming true. <laughs> I mean, I'm so glad that um, 
that that episode was able to um, help you get onto the Sinclair method and that it's going well. That's so cool. And for folks out there who are struggling with traditional 12-step modalities or traditional recovery modalities uh, and you have problems with your cravings and stuff, I would encourage you to reach out to Katie. Um, Katie Lane. Katie, Katie Lane. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and investigate the Sinclair method. And maybe, because maybe that's the path that you is going to work for you. And we, we're all about the best recovery path being the one that works for you. And yeah. if that's medically assisted treatment, then, then absolutely a hundred percent go for it, do it. It's not a moral issue. Anybody that tells you there's a moral problem with taking medication to recover from, uh, an alcohol use disorder should, um, not be listened to in my opinion. Very good. All right. Let's Oop. see. Thank you so much for calling in. That was a good one. All right. Okay. Good so talks. this is a two parter. Okay. So let's, uh, okay. I'll start the second part. No, they'll start the first part first <laughs> because that's the way the last shall be logic first works. And the first okay. shall be last. All right. Here we go. Transcription not available. Okay. Is this. Hey, this is Grant B. Oh, okay. This is my second message. This one is unscripted and um, sort of a holiday story, only in that it takes place at that time of year. I just got to preface it by saying I thought of it because I was in yet another meeting where somebody talks about how they knew when they first used substances or alcohol, or even before they first used, they, they knew that they struggled with addiction. And I would think that's a logical fallacy because I have a hard time finding any adult, whether they struggle with addiction or not, who didn't have war stories in their past. So anyway, here's, here's this one. Because uh, I... I think you need more more of the stories, more of the dopey, as they would say on that other <laughs> podcast. But um, it was my sophomore year of high school, right around the time that uh, we got out of school for winter break. I was 15, and I went over to a friend's house. I was going to spend the night, so I biked over, and uh, it's a perfect place to spend the night because his mom worked out of town some. She was out of town that night. And when I got there, my friend Steve said that uh, two girls that I didn't really know were going to come pick us up, and they did. They were gonna, we were going to go to a party, and um, they had a case of beer in their car. One of them had an older brother who bought it back then in Wisconsin in the early 80s. The drinking age was 18. So started out there, just had a couple, and you know the. It was a long time ago, so my memory is my memory. It may not be exactly the truth. Some of the things don't flow together that smoothly. But somehow we ended up at a convenience store. And uh, oh, I should add that nobody in the car was 16. And the driving age, of course, was 16. So somebody had, one of the girls had borrowed their boyfriend's car. And uh, we were at this convenience store. It was sort of a social scene. It was near the high school and middle school. And I decided I was going to stay in the car. Well, the three of them went in to get whatever they were going to get. I had already told that three minutes was not going to do it for this story. But anyway, um, friends go in. And I look at the intersection, and there's a police car going by. And I thought, you know what? I am going to get out of the car, and I'm going to be near the car um, in case a police officer pulls in. Uh, because there's a case of beer in the car and it's in a hatchback, so completely visible with flashlight. So I stepped out of the car thinking I was smart for doing that, and I just start walking toward the sidewalk, and lo and behold, the police officer, the cop car 
pulls up into the convenience store parking lot. The next thing I know, I hear this, hey, kid, come here. Now, if you know me, I'm the type of person who respects authority pretty well, but I had already played this tape forward. Grant B, Holiday Story Part 2, if you need a marker. Um, so where was I? I was at the convenience store, three people I was with, one guy, two girls, all of us 15. Um, at the convenience store, a cop had just told me to come there to him, and my options were to do that, or I had already thought in my head that across the street was a public golf course. So I ran for the golf course, hopped the fence. Um, this is December. It was cold. There was a little snow, but it wasn't like the deep snow you couldn't run through. So I thought there's no way the cop was going to follow me over the fence and into the golf course where there was some wooded areas and I could get away. So I just I took off running because uh, I was rational and I thought no good outcome could come from going to the cop and admitting that I was associated with the car that had a case of beer and no licensed drivers. So I ran through the golf course. It was about three miles to get back to my friend's house. The whole time I was feeling guilty because I thought I left them high and dry. Um, but I knew if I had gone in the convenience store to try and warn them, you couldn't get three other people to play it cool and to walk away from the car or pretend we didn't know each other. So I thought that was my best option. They would understand. Finally make it back to my friend's house. I thought I was going to grab my bike and go home. My friend was there. He said that uh, they, they did not go to the party. Uh, they, he got dropped off, and he said, I'm sorry, but we had to give the cop your name. <laughs> I thought, what? I thought he was joking nice at friends. first. But <laughs> then um, he said, the phone's been ringing all night, so I assume it's the police calling your parents, and your parents are calling here repeatedly. So next time the phone rang, I picked it up, and sure enough, it was my parents, and they were pissed off. And so, so much for my guilt, all that went out the window because they left me high and dry. I couldn't, God forbid, they would have given me a So long story short, no no driver's license, beer in the car, the cop let them go. I ended up getting a ticket for being a minor in possession of alcohol. Um, went to court for it and paid for it. With my, I had a checking account then because I had a job at 14 or 15 working with horses. And... Um, that is my holiday story. So it, it, um, you know, I wouldn't say that that marked or that, that signifies that I was going to struggle with addiction later, but it's one of those stories I think all of us have. So I'm sure my time here is about done. Just thought I should contribute to the cause and, uh, contribute a holiday story that was something different than my, my, uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas thing. So happy holidays to all. Thanks, Grant. Oh, it's great. The great Grant B., editor-at-large of the RMA Newsroom, G-Money Smooth. The reason the cop wrote you that ticket is because you made him work. <laughs> he had to, he had to con- consider chasing you over the fence, and he was like, that little prick. <laughs> if you had just chilled out in the car, he probably would have let all of you guys go. Yes, thank you, Grant. And, you know, your criticism is noted, by the way. We do need more dopey stories. Yeah. Um, we just... Yeah. I don't know. We drifted away from we, storytelling. We did. We did. But um, maybe, maybe we'll make, we'll carve out a section. I was thinking that. Because that's a show got, for stories. I've got dozens that I haven't uh, broached. And I know that the monsters out there have awesome yes. stories. So uh, send us your stories. Maybe people will be less uh, nervous about leaving a, a dopey story on the voicemail than they will about leaving like personal reflections on their own recovery, right? Yeah. 
I like it. People like telling stories, and they like hearing stories. All right. Okay. I think we're going to. Uh, that'll be a new segment yes. in 2023. Thanks, right. Grant. Here we go. Ah, this is Elizabeth. Oh, Queen Elizabeth of Munster. Hey, Mike, it's Elizabeth in Boston. I thought you were going to say anything you say here can and will be used against you. But anyway, um, Otto and his uh, his cute face got me to call and say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah to everyone. And... um, don't have much to say, doing good, going down to Sarasota, Florida for four days tomorrow. But one of the things you asked for monsters to reach out about is for our um, newcomers or not-so-newcomers who are struggling repeatedly and trying so hard. Um, I can only agree with you and Nat that the um, medically-assisted treatment, which I have no knowledge of personally but just from what i hear in my other groups um it can just work a miracle and uh i think a lot of the people that um just keep relapsing um could so much benefit by it and i was glad to hear um this week about the new laws that have been passed in some states i think that make it a little bit easier for prescribers to um to give out the kind of meds that will help us in recovery. Um, all right. So uh, didn't want you to keep paying for the 888 number and uh, <laughs> not have any use out of it. See you guys soon online. Bye. Thank you, Liz. Ah, great, great points all around um, with the, the medic. It's it's interesting. I didn't realize how big a part of our show medicated-assisted treatment was as far as like a message yeah. we're putting out. The important thing I just wanted to note is that it medication for recovery is not like it's not a, a magic silver bullet, but it's like a, it could be a really great tool in a complete you know recovery program. So yes. I don't want to. It's part of your suite of but, tools that you right. that you have to to address your addiction problem. The reason you don't people are really into it is because the traditional 12 step recovery podcast it never comes up. Really? Or if it comes up, it comes up in a in a negative way oh i guess i didn't realize that yeah i just figured it was common sense yeah well me too but you know that's that's in short supply in a lot of aa programs you know i you know but like you said you know we're not we're not here to to run down anybody's program but certainly you know science-based treatment is appropriate for some individuals (laughs) that's all i'm gonna say as they say in the um serial commercials part of this your complete breakfast so okay part of your complete breakfast that's it's good. just one part. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the fibrous part. <laughs> the, the fibrous <laughs> roughage, as my father calls it. Yes, but it's good for you. Yes, right. So thank you, Liz. So great to hear from you, Liz. Your shirt's going to be in the mail within the next couple of days. Oh, and have fun in Sarasota. Yeah, just saw those pictures on the Discord. Looks like she's having fun in Sarasota. Yeah. So enjoy. I, I want to be in Florida Me because too. it's twenty eight degrees outside. I know it's so cold. Okay, moving on. Moving on. What that was my hold music? Okay. <laughs> Hello, Mike. Hello, Nat. Hi. Long time listener, first time caller. Just always wanted to say that. <laughs> it's our radio show um, vibe. That we thanks give for doing what you do. Um, I enjoy the new format. 
I really like Mike and Nat in the morning, and if that fits for your schedule better, um, keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate you. I am rolling into my second sober Christmas, and the first one was really, really tough, um, despite being, I guess, six, eight months into my sobriety at that point, I really white-knuckled my way through my first Christmas, and this is feeling a bit lighter, so I just wanted to share with all of the monksters out there, if this is your first Christmas, it um, it may always present some challenges. Uh, but it does get something, it becomes something that you're more familiar with. Um, I've found a few things for, that work for me. I've learned I don't like Christmas music, um, so I don't really play it a whole lot. It's not really a thing that's on or around. Uh, something as simple as changing some of our traditions that were sort of boozy, um, rather than, you know, cooking meals, maybe grabbing something that, uh, that I have catered in, and that works really well. I also don't accept invitations to, um, parties that are out like happy hours, things that are taking place in just bars or taverns. Um, but I will accept invitations to house parties. Mm. Um, and I arrive early as soon as it begins, uh, spend some time socializing, um, watch as everybody around you gets a little bit soft and just find that time after about an hour and a half to two hours to dip out and mm-hmm. feel good for having socialized, but make it home comfy and cozy and, and safe. So um, hang in there, keep doing what you're doing. Um, and yeah, thanks a lot. I just wanted to finally call and tell you how much I appreciate you. I I enjoy your podcast. So awesome. Be good. Thank you. <laughs> I really love that. And can I just say that that was so much better advice than you could ever get from AI sponsor. That's true. That see, that's what I'm talking about. It's advice like that where it comes from the heart. But really great advice. It, I thought yeah. the way that. With it, she phrased, you know, that whole plan. I love that. Yeah. Stay out of taverns and bars. I hate taverns. Um, <laughs> I hate taverns. I used to love taverns. But what's the old AA saying there, Nat? If you spend enough time at the barbershop, you're, eventually you're going to get a haircut. You're going to get a haircut. I like that one. And if That's nothing one. changes, nothing changes. Yeah, no, I don't like that one so much. Mm-hmm. So, I thought, yeah. I, she was talking about white knuckling it. I just yeah. had a great idea for a, a new Christmas song called I'm Dreaming of a White Knuckled Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's a great I'm going to have point. the AI write that. I think they could do this. it. Yeah. Um, I did want to make one comment, yes. um, because she brought up a great point um, about how the first Christmas that she did sober was like really, like you said, white knuckling it, really mm-hmm. difficult. This Christmas, maybe it's a little easier. Um I, I know I talk about how easy it is for me to be around alcohol today right. and all of that, but uh, for the first couple of years for me, maybe even three years, it was really, really difficult. Um, so, you know, some of these tips uh, re- would have really helped me. And, um, yeah, so this was not easy for a very long time. You just got to keep doing it, work it out like a muscle, and eventually you'll look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Yeah. Um the first year is tough because it's a year of firsts, right? Yep. Um, you know, it's the first time you've ever done it. It's the first time you've ever gone through a holiday sober. It's the first time you've ever gone through Christmas party sober. It's not supposed to be easy because it's like it's like your muscle is weak and you're working it out so it gets stronger. And as long as you keep working it out, the next time uh, the holiday rolls around, you'll be able to beat it with a much stronger uh, sense of your own recovery. Your recovery muscle will be bigger. And you'll be able to handle it. And every year that goes by, it gets a little bit easier until 
it's easy street. No, yeah. <laughs> but that said, never let your guard down. Always be vigilant. Always keep a little bit of recovery in everything you do. Yeah, and I think that was the problem when we stopped doing this podcast for a while. Yeah, I started going a little sideways. You know, and not that I felt like I was going to go out and drink. But who knows what would have happened after six months of no recovery, anything going into my ear holes, right? Right. Yeah, you know? it gets, um, I know what you mean. I. It's not like we went back out or anything, but I started to notice diff- different changes in my thought patterns. Yeah. I started to notice how I was feeling differently. I wasn't, I don't know. So getting back on track and doing those things, like for us, it's this podcast and talking to everybody. Um, so yeah, I mean, you guys can go out there and start a podcast. It's low barrier to entry. Yeah, hey, it really know, is. Get three of your friends sit around and talk about not drinking and put it out up on Podbean. I'll listen to it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, so. uh, that actually kind of brings us to the end. Actually, okay. So I have one more, and this is another Grant message. Okay, but this one's a little different because it comes in the form of poetry. Ah. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I am. Okay. This is going to be the last one. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. So he, he recorded it, and then he kind of lost the ending, so he recorded it again. So here we go. This is take two. I rushed the last one. I was worried about time. So here goes. Hello, Nat and Mike, and all monksters too. Apologies in advance for what G-Money is about to be. It was the episode before the holidays, and all through that show, not a monster was imbibing, as far as we know. Nat and Mike discussed how to stay sober and merry. They shared lukewarm reactions to the new book by Perry. We'll be back after these words, said Nat. We waited. Just music. No words. What the fuck's up with that? And Nat, with his tea full of kratom and Mike in a house full of COVID, regaled us with life updates. The details were vivid. Long ago, when I first tuned in and heard the fun-loving host so lively and quick, I knew in a moment, these guys aren't dicks. And for the bleep version, I knew in a moment they had a good shtick. More rapid than relapses, the monsters they came, and the RMA host shouted and called them by name. Now Rhina, now Jelly, now Jeff D, and Eric. Whatever happened to get smart? On Queen Liz and G-Money Smooth, Gen D and Ali P. And let's not forget which. To each new episode they flock, gleefully listening to the host as they squawk. In this holiday season, we monksters give thanks for a podcast to replace the drink and the dank. To the RMA movement, you've made us converts. But please, fix your website and send our dear friend Melissa her shirt. <laughs> With a three-minute time limit, I couldn't do more. So wishes to all for a new year even better than the one before. <laughs> oh, thank you. So that was awesome, Grant. That was great. And you know yeah. what? Melissa's, sh- I did send you Yes, yeah, she got the shirt, but <laughs> Chad GPT could not have done that. No. So no. humans are winning. Thank you so much, Grant. That was awesome. For now. For now. I think we need to set that to rap music. <laughs> <laughs> um, working awesome. on the website, working on the website. Mm-hmm. So. Website is in process, making it. It'll be better than ever in 2023. So I would like to thank everybody that called in to participate in uh, in the reading of the hol- the airing of the grievances this holiday yeah. season. It's so great, thank uh, you, thank you. Yeah. And um, well, with that, um, I think Mike, are we going to wish everyone a merry Christmas and head out to our respective jobs and our errands for the day? I still haven't um, 
I still have some shopping to do. I would just like to say no recovery in the news this week. You, um, <laughs> it's a quick one. Okay, let's do it. Okay, all right. Because recovery. people people want to hear it. this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Recovery in the news. Recovery in the news. Recovery. <laughs> I think I might put sleigh bells behind that. Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah. Need some sound design. Yeah, sound okay, design. Okay, recovery. This is going to be an editing nightmare already, but yes. it's, it's all good. Yep. Um, so I have a, a, a Christmas story for you. Um, uh, this is this is from um, the Daily Mail, uh, which my British our British listeners tell us is not a reliable source of news, but whatever. Um, Headline, family of alcoholic investment banker 51 who hanged himself after his GP told him to start drinking again what? are awarded 700,000 pound payout by the National Health Service. Wait, what? Yeah, you heard right. Um, a successful businessman, Stephen Appleton, 51, hung himself on April 12, 2018, eight days after his doctor told him to start drinking again, fearing that suddenly stopping uh, could give him a seizure. So when we talk about medically assisted treatment being a good, <laughs> good thing, uh, maybe not always. Um, he ended up, uh, he'd been fighting alcoholism when his GP, Dr. Vikash Patel, told him that abstaining could kill him and he should go back to drinking six pints of strong lager a day. Wow. When your doctor's also an alcoholic. <laughs> Mr. Appleton's death came eight days after his doctor told him to start drinking again, fearing that suddenly stopping could lead to a fatal, fatal seizure. Jeez. So, I mean, there's... Okay, so it is true that stopping drinking suddenly after drinking a lot every day can result in a seizure. But mm-hmm. is, there, is there not, and I'm not an expert in this area, is there not a way that one can wean someone off alcohol by giving them maybe some benzodiazepines <laughs> yes. or something along those lines rather than tell them to go back and continue to drink? Uh, there is. In every rehab I've ever been in... Um, when I was in for like alcohol or something, they would they wouldn't give you more alcohol if if there was a danger of a seizure, and they always presumed there would be if if you were in there for alcohol. Mm. I believe it was they gave me I think Valium was one of the drugs, but there's a couple of um, some medicine you that they give you to avoid that. And um, yeah, I would call that highly irresponsible for the doctor to do that. Um, and that just goes to show you just because they're a doctor. It doesn't mean they know what they're doing. Well, and that speaks to the larger issue of, of physicians not being all that familiar with addiction right. medicine and, and with some of the modalities out there to treat it. Now, now granted, we're talking about a national health service in in, in England, which is uh, um, in the UK, rather, which is, uh, you know, there are waiting lists. And I, and I think um, one of the issues here is this guy was on some sort of a waiting list for a mental health program. And I guess his doctor was thinking that before he got... Uh, accepted to whatever treatment there was, he had to do something, and but he told him to go out and continue, continue to drink. I assume that GPs in Great Britain are allowed to prescribe benzos and stuff like that, and why this doctor didn't do that is a bit of a mystery to me. But uh, uh, Yeah, so that's a horrifying shame. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, wow. I thought at first that you said Chad GP, Chad GPT told him to drink. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm like, wow, you found a really appro- like apropos <laughs> article, but it was not, it was his GP. 
Yes, not, not ChatGPT, not Chat which GPT. I don't believe is pro- allowed to dispense medical advice yet. Yet, yeah. Although one of the future uses of AI, I was listening to a, a podcast today called the Ezra Klein Show. He's a, a columnist for the New York Times and sort of a high-thinking intellectual in the style of like a New Yorker writer. So somewhat annoying and full of themselves, but also very knowledgeable about the topics they're holding forth on. Right. So he was talking about AI this morning, and um, apparently one of the uses of AI is to sort of uh, is for telemedicine. So in the future, you'll be able to like hold your mole up to your phone and be like, is this something I need to be worried about? Yeah. And the AI will either tell you, yeah, you need to go see somebody about that or don't worry about it. You know, just apply sunblock and, you know, have at it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. The future of medicine. So that was Recovery in the News. Recovery in the News. Yeah. Happy holidays from recovery <laughs> in the middle. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, I w- to sort of tie up the end of the show, I wanted yeah. to reach out and wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever. I know this time of year is challenging for those of us in recovery from alcohol or drugs, but I believe that we have the strength and resilience to get through it together. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful for this podcast and the community it's created. Unknown. Damn it. Uh, uh, it's provided me with a <laughs> sense of connection and support yeah. during my own journey, and I hope it's done the same for you. Uh, don't forget that it's okay to take care of yourself and prioritize your recovery during the holidays. Yeah. It's also important to reach out for help if you need it. There's always people who care about you and are willing to support you. And you are worth being sober. You are worth fighting for. You are worth... You're, you're a great human being. You're a great human being. <laughs> so uh-huh. I hope Christmas brings you joy and yes. peace and a sense of hope for the future. Yes. Here's to a sober and happy and healthy holiday season. Thank you so much. And ditto. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say ditto because I'm getting very misty eyed here, guys. Thank you so much for listening to us uh, this year. And just like Mike said, you know, we love you. And when we say that, we mean it. I know that sounds crazy, but um, it's been so we're going to have such a great year coming up. 2023. Mike, are we going to do it? 2023 is going to be the best year ever for all of you and for all of us and for the RMA community. And finally, the best way to help the show is to share it with a friend. If you get something out of our little show, please share the love and help grow the RMA movement. And as we say, happy holidays, monsters. Non proficiat perfectum. <laughs> it's progress, not perfection. We'll see you next time. Maybe next year. Maybe. Maybe. Not sure how that's going to go down. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Be good. Be good this holiday season. Bums. <laughs>